0: Today's episode is brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee, the rich CBD infused coffee, which now can be purchased in K-Cups for your Keurig. Of course, they also have whole bean or ground options as well. And you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. When you purchase, be sure to tag them and let them know, supporting us, supporting our partners. So be sure to get on that. If you want to try before you buy, a number of locations around Denver do have StravaCraft Coffee so you can swing by and get your Phil there. Again, just remember to use that DNVR20 code when you purchase. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time.
1: Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars Nathan McKinnon
0: Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes
1: now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective Hugs. 29 and 92. See me by Groove Bower! Move over, Picasso.
0: This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine & Spirits, my go-to shop for any and all beer, specifically Breckenridge Brewery beer. But either way, we are back. I'm Nathan Rudolph. Joining me as always is A.J. Haefeli, and we have another guest on the show today to hopefully enlighten us on the past week of madness out east in New York from the buffalo sb nation die by the blade as well as editor-in-chief of expected buffalo and host of the beyond the blade podcast we have chad didaminesis is that correct i know no, I'm right, yeah. pretty weak with names so i tried my best there but chad thank you for coming on the show how are you doing
1: i'm good yeah, how are you guys
0: as good as he can be. I, I imagine better than a lot of people are doing that are Sabres fans at the moment anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's calmer. It's a week later, but still, it's a, it's a, I guess the embers are still burning a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll, I'm sure we'll dive deep into that. Before we get into all of that, first of all, how did you become a writer for the Sabres? We can we can get into your story a little bit.
1: Oh, man. Uh, so I've probably been writing about the team for seven years now. Uh it kind of started as a hobby. And I've always been a hockey fan for a while and then kind of I just really just started doing it for fun. And then, you know, I jumped onto a few sites to kinda of kick it up a little bit. And then um, you know, I got with the fourth period and that's kind of when it became more of a I guess maybe this could go somewhere and then to Espionation. Uh, I've been there for about three years and then now recently, uh, as of two months ago, starting my own site, um, which is still covering the Savers, but it's more of a, you know, a- analytics look at the team as you will, looking at the fancy stats and the numbers uh, to kind of separate ourselves a little bit um, from the normal Savers coverage that is out there. So, yeah, I started as a hobby and then it's kind of grown from there. It's been, I guess, a long passion of mine that has kind of took me to where I am now.
0: AJ has recruited another analytics mind to come on the podcast for us. Color me shocked on that one.
2: Well, you know, I can't be the only one.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Good to hear it. Always, always appreciate a, a, a story on how people got into, to what they do now when it comes to hockey. So that's awesome. So first of all, the question I would like to ask is Buffalo came in 25th in the league, just missing out on this playoff format. Some um, I, episode that has not yet been released. There are some cases to be made that Buffalo maybe should have had a chance to get into this thing. What are your thoughts on the playoff format in general and, and Buffalo missing out?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, uh you know, the best I guess they could do. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with it, you know, and the Sabres missing out, it kind of is what it is. You know, it's uh, it's win one more game. It's have a goalie that doesn't turn out months later. You find out he actually was struggling with a vision problem through most of the season. It's don't have one of the worst penalty kills, like in franchise history. It, you know, and they even had a chance, you know, they were, they were in it for a while and they went out west uh, on a four-game trip. After the trade deadline when the general manager at the time, Jason Bottle, kind of brought in players like Wayne Simmons and Dominic Cahoon at the deadline. So you could say even quote unquote bought some players to try to help them at that time make what was almost a hopeless push. But now we find out if you don't go 0 for four in that trip, that they would probably be in right now. So it's you know, it's a lot of things that add up that I, I get it that you only miss a game and, and the ultimate irony to it all. Is the team they would have played this the day this season was suspended would have been the Montreal Canadiens, so if they would have won that game, they could have beat Montreal and jumped ahead of them. But it is what it is. You know, I don't really feel bad for them. As uh, cool as it would be to see to see Jack Eichel in a playoff game, you know, win more games before that or do something different. That you know, it, it doesn't come down to just one game.
0: This marks nine years of missing the playoffs for Buffalo. So I guess you have never covered them in the playoffs.
1: No, no. Nope, I didn't I didn't uh, I'm trying to think the last time was Housing was the Philadelphia series. Yeah, so I didn't start writing so after that.
2: What's uh do, do you have any idea if the front office bloodbath that we witnessed last week would have still taken place had they made the postseason?
1: Uh there's things what what happened last week? I don't think would have happened. No, but there were things that happened uh, maybe a month or so ago where they let go their um, their head PR guy, um, the director of ticket sales, um, and then someone else I guy like three or four high end executives in the organization that were let go. Uh, the plan was to let those people go as sort of a cost saving measure, even before coronavirus kind of hit here. So that was already in the works, but. No, I, I think the purge you saw last week definitely would not have happened if they somehow snuck into the playoffs.
2: It's a Weird. pretty that's a pretty dramatic shift based on what could have been one game.
1: Yeah. I mean in realistic, realistic look at it, I mean like they were not even close to a regular playoff spot, right? So I mean that's right. This twenty four game thing is kind of rare, you know, I wouldn't lot into that. Like that's to making the real playoffs that happen every single year, 16 teams, they weren't even close. Again. Uh,
0: I I understand that from the firing the GM and Botterell type of situation, but <clears throat> how much of looking towards the future is a motivating factor here with them firing essentially their entire scouting core?
1: Yeah, I, that's part of it. And, you know, they're not going to play for... Six months here, nothing's going to happen for three or four months even before the draft comes along. Uh, you know, firing your amateur scouting staff is an interesting choice, especially when you consider who the GM is. Right, they brought in Kevin Adams. Not a lot of hockey ops experience, if really any at all, to be honest. Uh, so taking away a lot of his the group that would have been here doing all that work that pre-draft prep is makes it tougher on him because now he's got to get caught up when I'm sure he's done absolutely no scouting uh, to this point whatsoever. Dick up on that with a skeleton staff of like four amateur scouts, his director of amateur scouting and assistant director of amateur scouting both went in that purge. So they're gone. So he's got a handful of scouts, one of which has been here, like through the last four regimes, but I have no idea how he continues to survive, but one of the scouts somehow continuously, continuously survives. He's still here. In like three other ones, they have one pro scout, a couple, I think like one more player development person left. The whole AHL staff is gone, which is interesting because they're like the only part of the organization that was actually successful, but they're gone now too. So, yeah, I mean, this guy has to bring in a whole staff, has to get caught up, has six or seven key restricted free agent negotiations they have this summer so or off season, I guess it'd be the fall probably when that happens. So, I don't know. He's in tough for it. And, you know, for a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience, it's 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 not going to be easy for him.
2: You know, with the draft lottery this Friday, um, you would, you know, if, if Buffalo gets lucky and ends up in that top three, not not having a hockey guy or a hockey staff on hand when your franchise has a top three pick, I mean, this this feels like a lot of self-defeating is taking place.
1: Yeah. I mean, too, fair enough. You're in the top three. It makes it a little bit easier. Right. I mean, it's, especially if you get to one or two, I mean, there's only, yeah. You know,
2: I mean, if you get one, you're, you're in the money. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But I, I think it's more complicated if they stay <clears> here, <throat> if they drop a spot, right. Cause then it's, there's so many guys that kind of go through. And for a team that needs uh, a forward as bad as they do, there's, you know, probably eight or nine forwards. Um, if if not up to 10 that can go in that top 10 there or can be discussed in that top 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, then it comes to discussion at that point. So, you know, I I think that'd be the more difficult one. If they get in the top three, I think it makes it easier. But if they're at that seven, eight, nine spot, um, I think he can get really dicey if, you know, you're you're not all the way up to task on what's going on.
2: If you guys stay where you are in the draft, lottery you know one of one of the things that we want to do when talking to to guys who cover uh teams that are out of it now and are kind of looking forward and are saying okay well our teams aren't back on the ice until january we're we're kind of wanting to bring you guys on and say okay how would you fix it so i guess let's start with that draft pick you know uh, would you strongly consider a goalie in the top 10
1: no not at all Uh, not at all not 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 even even a little bit not even a little bit none for a few reasons one because goalies you never know uh sure. two uh they have uka pekka uh, who's a promising prospect was a second round pick 2017 uh, and then last year they drafted eric portillo in the third round who had a pretty good ushl season and then he goes to the university of michigan next season so you know you already have two decent goaltending prospects in your system and then when you throw on top of it the roll of the dice of a goaltender in the unbelievably obvious need of a forward, I, I give it zero consideration whatsoever.
2: Zero. Even if even if you dropped a spot or two and you ended up at like seven or eight?
1: N- none. I, I wouldn't even consider going in the first round.
0: All right. Interesting. Wow. The whole first round. My kind I mean, of that, like, here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> goalies, like, you know, you, you
1: just the goal you pick in the first round can be just as good as one you get in the fifth round. Like I, I just, I'd rather, True. I'd rather take a, a bigger need, you know, like just, I mean, you can say the same thing about a forward or defenseman. Right. But I think you're more locked. I guess your odds are better picking a forward or a defenseman than a goaltender. That is almost a complete crap shoot.
0: All right. I like that thinking. I like that thinking. We will
1: get more
0: <laughs> into how you can save the sabers in the second period here. But first, I got to tell you guys about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR, whether it be the Avalanche Amber, the Mile High City Copper Lager, the Vanilla Porter Junior, or any other number of their beers. You can find them down at the Farmhouse Inn of Littleton, where you can get pickup and even get $5 off a meal when you use code DNBR at checkout. You can call at 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. to schedule, or you can always go down to your local Davidson's grocery store, even gas stations regularly. Have Breckenridge brew around here, so give them a try today. And I also have two DraftKings picks of the week for you here today. First of all, they have an odds boost with the uh, Mile High City Super odds boost right now. They're giving plus fifty two hundred and eighty the Mile High for the Abs to win the Cup and the Nuggets to make the Conference Finals. Now. To be clear, separately, the abs to win the cup are plus 800, and the nuggets to make the conference finals are about plus 300. Together, you get plus 5280 on that bet if you want to wow. go full Colorado fan. And believe, quite a parlay there. I'm saying. I'm saying. You get real good uh, real good cash back if, if everything comes together on that one. The other one, more specifically, abs-centric – you can bet on the Champions Hockey League, which will be coming back here relatively soon. Our boy uh Eustace Annan just signed his recent contract, will be playing in that league with Carpat, who are the fourth highest team to win it at plus nine hundred. So fourth? Yeah. Okay. So you know what? A couple of a couple of pretty good as related hockey bets out there, even even if hockey isn't quite back on the table yet. Uh, personally, I like the and won one a lot just because I, I like betting on things where, where I'm not super sure about a lot of the things going on. So if I lose, I can be like, well, dang. But either way, a lot of money out there. Potentially on the table for anyone looking to get some skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, and if you want even more money for betting, DraftKings will be giving you up to one thousand dollars in cash back based on your deposit and playing with their app. So go ahead and download their top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use code DNVR when you sign up to get that thousand dollar bonus. Must be twenty-one or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprises a first deposit bonus at first bet match each up to $500. Deposit bonus must require 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. Chad is joining us here covering the Buffalo Sabres. So nine years without the playoffs. A draft is a good place to start, but you're looking at that roster. You already mentioned the the six or seven contract signings that they're going to have to take care of this offseason. How do they make this team better? How do, Are they looking more longer term? Is it sign the guys they need to and add a couple pieces? Who are they targeting?
1: Yeah, and the obvious need, you know, it's been this way since they traded O'Reilly away in that deal that basically was kind of almost <laughs> – the kill shot for Jason Bottle a couple years ago because he never recovered from that trade. Uh, you know, they needed a second line center behind uh, Jack Eichel. So they tried Casey middlestat That didn't work. Um, they tried to go with Marcus Johansson this year for some reason, even though he's played center in years, that didn't work. And then now you have Dylan Cousins coming up. You know, he's only 19 years old though. He had a great junior year. He had a great World junior championship, but you no, know, you don't want to rely on that guy to be your second line center. So that's the need, right? They got to find, you got to find that center behind Eichel. And, you know, they have an overabundance of defensemen. So they could use, you know, Rasmus Ristolainen or they can use Brandon Montour this uh, two right-shot defensemen to kind of see what they can do and start from there. And then from that point, you can, you know, throw in draft picks. You finally can throw in prospects. But, you know, they, they really can't go through any type of rebuild situation here. They really got to try to get this thing going because uh, Eichel's not going to sit around forever here. You already, you know, said he's getting a little tired of this losing. And, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to sell this guy another like two or three years before they're realistically anything. So Adams has to get this thing going in the right direction pretty quick here.
0: Okay. So they're trying to rebuild on the quicker side. Makes sense, obviously, when it comes to, to someone like Eichel. Who, let's be honest, a, a prominent player in the league, one of the top ones in the league, but certainly when he's healthy, but has nothing to show for it so far in Buffalo. So are there any... Free agent targets specifically that, that Buffalo should be thinking about this offseason, or is it just kind of a free for all and and take what you can get to try and turn it around?
1: Yeah, free agency. I don't think it helps them to be there. I think if they're going to you know get that help they need, they're going to have to go through a trade. Uh, I mean, there's a few guys in yeah. free agency that I like. You know, looking at my numbers background, uh, Jesper Foss out of the Rangers is some guy I'm interested in a lot. I think he can play up and down your lineup uh, as a middle six kind of guy. So he's interesting to me. Um, you know, if they want to move one of those right side defense,
0: Well, we may have lost Chad for a minute here, uh, but I'm sure we can jump right back into the conversation when his internet hiccup comes on back either way what we did get out of him was Jesper fast AJ. What do you think? of What do you think of Jesper? Uh, I mean,
2: he's, he's a solid, you know, sort of middle six guy that would be able to give them quality depth. Right. Sure. Um, it's really, it's, it's not like the high end guy that it's a difference maker, but you know, they've got some guys like that, but you know, you want, you have your Reinhardt and you have an Eichel and you have a Skinner. Um, you know, you have Olofsson. Yep. You, you like there's, if they're able to do like what he was saying, you are able to get a second line center. You know, it kind of, it, it really opens up a lot of what they're able to do and getting a guy like Fost would, you know, who's, who's a Help solid player. Out, right. You know, think of him as kind of a, a, a Don donskoy or a comfort type where that guy could move sure. up or down the lineup and, and be good in whatever role is being asked of him um that that i think there's there's value in a guy like that and certainly that's not a guy that's going to cost a lot of money no right
0: it, we've been talking about the flat cap a lot lately yeah and certainly that type of player is one that you can get reliable minutes out of for a relatively cost-efficient dollars
2: so. Yeah, and and you know maybe even um maybe even consider a guy like Nemestikov as well because that's another that's another guy that yeah. could fit into that lineup and he can do a lot of different things.
0: Not we've quite seen him probably, but yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and in the NHL we've him we've seen him play all three positions. So yep. even if you were to just add both of those guys, you know, like you're you're okay. Well, now you have two thirds of a quality third line as well, to go along with the top six that you that you like, and if you are going to dip into your pool of of right shot defensemen in in order to uh, in order to find that second line center somewhere. Yep, it, it's not hard to see where the, where it all kind of comes together, and and where. You know, you don't you don't necessarily want to go in like that, but because you don't I mean, you, you have to be careful with spending the money. Sure. You know, you have to with the flat cap, you you don't want to load up on Middle-ing those dudes, right? That like those game. three or four million sure. dollar type guys where
0: you're like, ugh. Now we all of a sudden have 20 million tied up in our third line or something.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, and that's you know, they've already got Marcus Johansson uh, at four and a half million. Yeah. And Kyle Pozo is still hanging around. I don't I don't really know what, what the expectation is for his role moving forward, given that he's completely fallen off the map yeah. as an impact player. But hanging around, I guess.
0: He exists, he's getting paid. You might as well play him somewhere. Yeah. So
2: um, that you know um the the focus on the forwards I think is interesting and in that they're willing to dip the, the 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 thought is to dip into the defense and to, to start there you know they do have an abnormal number of right-handed Defenders you know with 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 wrist alignment, Miller montour and Yoki hadio they've got four of them right there where most NHL teams have like one or two yeah so I'll it's a good place there. for them to start it's just What's the value going to actually be if it's wrist in, You know, a high end power play guy who signed for a couple more years, which I think is going to end up being more valuable, even if he's overpaid a little bit. A team knowing what a guy's worth for the next couple of years while the, Security, the cap is yeah, in I'm flux sure. is going to be really, really important. So, being able to use a, a piece like a wrist in, I think that would be that'd be smart. You don't want to dip into getting rid of t- too much further. Right, like you, yeah,
0: if you're not burning it down and starting again, which yeah, you you need to maintain a lot of your your core to do that.
2: Yeah. It can't be like wrist aligning in a first, right. You know, it's gotta be it's gotta be wrist aligning. maybe a prospect that that team likes. um, they don't really have any excess picks. They don't have their their third round picks this year or next. They're missing fifth rounders in twenty one and twenty twenty two. So they're they're they're, they're lacking tied up, yeah, yeah. They're lacking any kind of excess picks for them to to play with. Where any decision that they make to get rid of those was um, going to be a problem.
0: Yeah, straight up, it it they do feel a little bit stuck in between at the moment. It, you know, they can't destroy it as long as Eichel's around, as they need to try to win now for him. But they also. Do they have the assets, I guess, to get to where they need to be is the question with with the right-handed D, maybe. I mean, that's a good step. It, it's a little bit weird from the Avs side of things as they've always had a right-handed D, kind of. So uh, similar situations, I suppose, maybe to, to something like the Tyson-Berry move. I, um, they're looking yeah. for a 2C. I mean, the Tyson-Berry trade is... is a good framework, probably, as they ended up getting Kadri for two years out of that deal. The Avs did. So, something similar. Find a team desperate for uh, a right-handed defenseman and, and go to work.
2: Yeah, a team a team that's just got an extra center to burn. I mean, yep. obviously, that's, that's not something very many teams are in a position to do. Sure. It, um, you have to find the right thing, but... You know, it might be it might be a situation where Vegas is the one that, uh, you know, you you go call into Vegas. Sure. You know, because they've got. You know, between Stasny uh, and Carlson, they kind of have two second line centers, but they also have the highly touted young kid in Cody Glass that they want. You want to continue to give opportunities to. And so I wonder, you know, obviously Stasny doesn't, doesn't do anything for
0: Buffalo right now. Yeah. Would not be the one I would target. Certainly.
2: I would, I would, I mean, I, you could start with a a guy like Carlson, especially because uh, they could definitely use another defenseman that could move pucks. You know, we've talked about how Tyson Berry would be a great fit for them.
0: Yeah. I, Certainly, the way they had to kind of hedge their bets on their defense over the last couple of years, um, it, it does feel a little bit lacking for them on that defensive side.
2: Yeah, their big thing is money. I mean, Vegas continues to have a money problem, and yep. that would be where if they could if they could move Stasny. For a guy like Risto, that might make sense for them, but again, for Buffalo, it doesn't make sense because then you're getting a 34 year old second line center. Right. That might be that might be great to make the postseason next year, but when you're trying to make the postseason from here on out, you know, and make that a consistent thing, Stasny Stasny just doesn't do anything for them. And that's that's where you know where where do you go? Where do you go and find where do you pluck that second line center? You know who do you who do you find that is, is just
0: they're willing to just has
2: center. Yeah. Right. You know, like Toronto was obviously in a unique position because uh, they had, they had Matthews and the other guy. And so they didn't need like Kadri was Kadri was great value on a contract for, for a, a top two C, but as a three C he was overpaid. Yep. Straight up. So, You know, that's it's a it's a tough spot to be in where you just start looking around the league and you're like, okay well, there's just not very many teams that are sitting on more centers than they they really need. And I do. I I also wonder, like, hey, they have a top pick. What if they get the second or the third pick? Right. You know, they could they could right there. yeah. Yeah, right. The German kid they could easily pick a center and then drop that guy into the NHL right away. Yep. And and just go from there. It's like okay, well there's your center. Now you can trade wrist to line in for whatever you want.
0: To so help round out whatever your weakness is as as yeah. you feel it for sure. So, I mean, honestly, that's a good question. I we may see things start to take a lot more shape for teams after this Friday, or at at very least after the final phase of the uh, draft lottery, depending on how things shake out with the mystery teams potentially winning top three picks. But yeah, I'm hoping that I really, I don't want that to happen. I, I mean, I, I don't understand why they needed to do it. Like, couldn't yeah, they have the just rush. waited until yeah. after the play in round to, to do the lottery?
2: Totally. Seriously, they would have uh you wait they're they're talking about starting the games up on July thirtieth and it's like you wait an extra month and you do it during the first round, like you normally do. Yep.
0: What's
2: the what's the issue here? You only have one of these things now. Instead of doing this weird two lotto system.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Just seems weird and unnecessary, but hey, that's the NHL for you, I suppose.
2: Oh, like when it happens, and they they just pull the card out, is it just going to be a question mark?
0: Yeah, that's true. Team number mystery.
2: Yeah, (laughs) team, we don't know yet. (laughs) And then it just begs the question of why is this even happening then? yep. This draft lottery is supposed to answer that question, not, create a second round of them.
0: Yeah, uh, As we seem to have unfortunately lost Chad here, this is a, a topic I want to to dive into a little bit more, uh, but we do need to take our second period break here, and it's time to let you guys know, hopefully Chad can get his internet manscaped here and, and get back on the pod, and we can continue talking about a Buffalo, but... Father's Day was over the weekend. Maybe you're looking to order a a late little gift and you forgot to do something. Manscaped is a great option there as their perfect package comes with the lawnmower 3.0. You can pick up a bunch of different things, whether it be the Amazing Carrying Case, the Spray-On Toner, the Anti-Chafe Deodorant. AJ even talked about if you want to go for something a little bit on the cheaper side, you can go buy some mints. You can pick up a, a shave mat. They have all sorts of awesome stuff for you that, range all over the board even cologne anything to take care of you looking good feeling good when it comes to manscaping and your entire body face chest back below the belt you name it they got you covered so head on over to manscaped.com and when you purchase be sure to use code dnbr20 to get 20 percent off plus free shipping and you'll be all set You will have everything you need. Your balls will thank you on that one. We also have our official gaming partner here at DNVR WGT Golf, which you can download by going to dnvrgolf.com. And you can join the DNVR Clubhouse by searching for DNVR2. So we had to set up a second one because we maxed out our first one. And the second one is starting to get pretty full as well at this point.
2: Yeah, we are at about 115 members uh, in DNVR2, and I believe this weekend we are setting up our first um, uh, DNVR1 versus DNVR2 club match.
0: There you go. So the, so, the intra-squad play here a little bit.
2: <clears throat> yeah, gonna be, we're going to see which of the
0: DNVRs uh, comes out on top. There you go. So uh, fight for your uh, DNVR2 pride if you're joining DNVR2 there. And WGT Golf is a game loved by more than 20 million people around the world. It's mobile. You can play on the couch or anywhere you go on your phone, including real courses like Pebble Beach, Bandon Dunes, Wolf Creek, and many others. So... You can go head-to-head with anyone in the DNVR community. The clubhouse makes it super easy to find someone to play with. You can do one hole, three holes, skin, stroke play, you name it. You can do it on the golf course. Again, dnvrgolf.com to download. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcasts. Not sure if Chad will be back or not, but as we wait and we talk about this weird Drafting format because this is just kind of where the show is gone. AJ, are you concerned? uh, Assuming one, two, or even three of the picks end up being the mystery team,
2: am I? Am I concerned? Do you Um, think
0: that it encourages tanking in the first in the playing round?
2: No, no, because I think the players will not care at all. Okay. Like, what are you gonna you gonna tell Patrick Kane? Like,
0: hey, well, bud. what? So, from the player side, I actually agree with you, but because this happens so early, could a team theoretically? Because what? There's eight teams playing in, right? There's twelve teams total on each side, and four in the the play in. So, there are going to be eight teams that get eliminated. So you have. Thirty-seven and a half percent is that right? Three of eight. If all three end up being mystery teams, of of being a top three pick, and if you're a GM, are you not looking at that and saying, "Oh well, maybe I just don't bring Patrick Kane, and we bring a bunch of bums on my twenty-eight skater list"?
2: Um, sure. I mean, I guess at your own peril, because then you're telling your fan base that you don't care at all about winning. You're gonna you're gonna not take a healthy Patrick Kane or a healthy you know pick a team with a star player yeah sure and you're not gonna and you're not gonna compete in a, especially for a team like that that's been gifted a postseason opportunity that they weren't anywhere close to earning um it's to me it's a hard sell man the the Stanley Cup is worshipped more than draft picks are uh, in in hockey
0: it is. And and rightfully so, certainly. But yeah. when you are, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Are you looking at it in Chicago as you've been gifted an entry into the playoffs? Are you looking at it as we had no chance to win this playoffs from the outset here, and we're missing out on an opportunity to be a lottery team? Yeah, I mean, I guess if there's three, if there's three of them. Yeah, like I don't see anyone tanking if one of the teams is the mystery team, and you have like a ten percent chance. certain
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we're talking about in the bizarro
0: world here. Whatever, yeah.
2: whatever world we're living in, where all three selections uh, get in up the in there. Eight, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I'm. I don't. I don't think because even if even if you do right you're still talking about like a 37% chance. Sure. It's not, this isn't like a 50 or a 60% chance to be a top three pick where you're like, Oh, like this, are, these are good odds. It's still 37%. And I just don't think that those are good enough odds for you to mess with that.
0: I'm not disagreeing with you. I I yeah, think I mean, it's the
2: Stanley it, Cup, man. You try and win the cup.
0: Right. You go for it. it if you miss out on a draft pick, boo hoo, you know. Yeah. If you win no. if you win a play in round, I I mean, crazier things can happen, but that proves that you are at least somewhere in the realm of contending. Yeah. Uh, so it the opportunity I definitely don't think is worth the cost, but the, there are certain teams that i would be a bit more wary of than others we'll we'll put it that way
2: which ones are you wary of is it like chicago
0: chicago and montreal, montreal yeah okay the last two that they threw in because they're big markets and you shouldn't be in the playoffs but yeah
2: okay um yeah i don't uh I, I personally, I'm not too concerned about it. I just, especially Montreal. Like, could you imagine in that market if they didn't take that seriously? Yeah, you've been you've been given a you've been given a chance in the playoffs that they were not going to otherwise earn, and well, like they might have a star player issue like that where they don't take Max Domi, right? Because they. Um, you know, but the diabetes and right, the true. health issues terms. Like,
0: yeah, maybe they don't.
2: And there then real
0: reasons not to. Yeah.
2: Right. And then, and then maybe they're having that conversation where they're like, uh,
0: we can't really compete without this guy or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: Where they're, they're like, well, maybe there's another guy that, you know, that we're going to talk into having a health issue. <laughs> so, so like maybe, maybe like something semi shady, like that could go down for very specifically Montreal. Hall but even then like you're you're still talking about the odds just the odds are just not on your side it would take something it 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 you have to win two draft lotteries essentially and as we've seen yeah. with the ads winning one even when you have the highest odds not very not very good true so i'm for me i just i think they've done a decent enough job of mitigating the possibility of the tanking that it's not a true concern
0: I don't think it will happen, but I think that they just made it unnecessarily an option, right? This could have all been avoided by waiting a month. Like we talked about. So, yeah,
2: I just, it it doesn't, it, we're going to go through, we're going to go through the lottery. And uh, even if there's one of these, one of these mystery cards that gets pulled, yep it's going to feel like this was for no reason pretty much like it's because you're like, okay, okay, now, now we're waiting, you know, another month. And it, I don't think it creates any additional drama uh, when, when teams are getting eliminated because they're what's the story. Like, Oh man, if they don't win tonight, they have a 12.5% chance to win the third pick. Like it's
0: right. Okay. I, again, that drama is only really there. If it's all three that, that yeah,
2: man, it's, <laughs> it's so manufactured that it just doesn't feel interesting. Yep. Um, the, the It just doesn't feel interesting. I'm I'm disappointed we lost Chad and we didn't get to continue talking about Buffalo because it was a very
0: weird week for them. It was. We may have to you know, try and have him back on or or something else. I'm sure if we get the opportunity, but yeah, because
2: two thirds of the show is now going to be us yep. just talking about whatever the draft but,
0: lottery. But yeah, Bob's rankings dropped today. Yeah, they sure did. Um, I think they were mostly fair. I didn't have any any big complaints on it to be honest. So
2: yeah, there. The one thing that happened is. Uh one of the one of the things that I think we talked about was the defensemen rising up that board. Yeah, that always happens. And like when we started looking into draft stuff, we we were both looking at a guy like Caden Goulet, Braden Schneider as hey, maybe these will be late tw- late twenties, mid-20s guys available because they're kind of blah defensemen, you know, maybe better defenders than they are offensive type guys right now. And the league is sort of trending towards great skaters and guys who push the play, and neither one of them are really that. Yeah.
0: And instead, we are... Straight up the charts they go. yeah, Right, like Bob's <laughs> rankings drop, and they're both... Goulet was, what, 14, I think? Yeah, Goulet's
2: 14, and Schneider's 17. Yeah, and so it's so. like, well, probably not going to happen then. My boy William Wallander, 27, though. Right, and and like Wallander was the guy that we had talked about. Like, yeah. oh, when we first started talking about him, he was in the 30s. Yep. And now it's like, okay, well, if the abs, if the abs make the 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 conference, conference finals are later. Yep. <laughs> that's the conversation we're having, 27 and beyond. So, you know, that's that's where it's and and it's a huge gap too, because Justin Barron at 25, and we've talked already about him and maybe some of the unique problems that he has um, with the the blood clotting issue and how him playing at altitude could be problematic. It really just sort of depends on what the medicals look like, and sure. it may not be any problem at all. And if it's not, then I think that him coming in at 25 was actually one of the surprises for me uh, because he had really fallen down a lot of boards with yep. both a lackluster on ice season and – uh medical medical questions that they can't they can't answer right now and maybe that these boards are mostly being done off of the information that they have and they're not able to get 100 percent complete medical information yet and so i'm I'm curious what that ends up looking like like baron at 25 surprised me just because he had like this is a guy that we've talked about with top 15 talent and as a, as a right-shot defenseman who's 6'2 and is a very good skater, the appeal is very obvious. But so many question marks, including, to be honest, he just didn't play very well this year. He was just kind of okay. You kept yeah. expecting him to dominate and take over. It never really happened. He was just okay, and it left you wanting. And then, you know, a, he the injury issues, he had a shortened season of a shortened season. Right, and so it just created a whole mixture of things that I thought was going to punish him a little bit more. If he ends up going late in that first round, it's it's entirely uh, about the talent. Wow. The same thing to
0: project in there. <laughs>
2: it's the same thing that a team's doing with Hendricks LaPierre.
0: Yep, exactly. Who, who's who always ended up like fifteen or something? Yeah, right. He's yeah.
2: fifteen on this list, despite playing in just nineteen games and having question marks about concussions. Which is like the worst question mark that you could possibly have in the game today. Yep. And then it's it's you know, it's not even just concussions, it's were they actually concussions? Was there something else going on?
0: Yep. It's so I mean that's the thing about the league right now when it comes to the draft. The Bob always a very reliable resource when it comes to these draft lists and things like that. But the reality is the scouts are having to project significantly. So you're going to get some wider variants. You're going to get some crazy things like that happening in a draft year like this, because let's be honest, the scouts have one of the hardest jobs in a regular year with less to consume, with less knowledge of what's going on. As you mentioned with Baron, possibly not being able to get medical official results and things like that. It's near impossible. To to have the full picture on a lot of these kids, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's
2: it's the the most, I guess we'll say the least viewed class, the least prepared for class that we will probably see in a very it, yeah. long time. Yep, um, because even in like lockout years, junior hockey goes on as regular.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, the the one thing that I think could be interesting about this is that if the draft is late enough, they might start up. Like we could be talking you about get,
0: where you're you know getting that, more content two weeks before the draft kids are playing CHL games, right?
2: Like teams are finalizing their lists. Like yeah. I know Colorado's list um more or less was finalized a week ago. Like, and I say more or less, because things are always a little fluid in some areas. Uh The abs last year when they were at the draft, they hadn't finalized that the list a hundred percent and they were still, what do we want to do it for? If, these five things happen. What's our choices? You know, what are our choices and what's the plan? Blah, 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 blah. And um, so like that's, you know, teams, but teams are done for the most part. We could be talking about a team could be using that like world junior summer showcase, which is almost entirely useless every year. Could
0: be a major scouting event. Right. Now.
2: Yeah. And, Cause do you, do you remember in 2017 after the Avs drafted Timmons? Yep. He went to that and was like negative five in two games
0: and was, was absolutely horrible. brutal. It was awful.
2: He was so terrible in that tournament. If he hadn't been drafted yet, and that was going to play a role in his stock, what you'd happens? have to wonder.
0: I don't think he gets drafted at the top of the second round. If that like, was an important thing. Yeah. Like, because
2: there's no postseason, and that could end up playing a role in somebody's in somebody's stock. Yep. On the
0: other side, on the other side like, like U18s to go to. They
2: haven't had all that. Right. So- like a a dude could blow up and he could score 12 points in 3 games. Yep. And you're like, "Holy crap, who is this kid?" And you know, maybe he goes from mid-second round to mid-first round because you're you thought you had your list finalized and then you watched him and you're, you know, you watch him in that setting right before the draft where you're like, oh "My gosh." So we could be in we could be in for a totally bizarre draft experience because Certainly of that. We
0: see a lot of off the board picks and, and randomness going on. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um but either way. Uh, Unfortunately, Chad couldn't get back on, but I think it's time for us to get out of here for today. So, Chad, if you're out there, thank you for coming on the show. Hopefully we can get you back on to to properly talk Sabres sometime relatively soon, but... To everyone out there listening or watching live, thank you, as always. If you want to help support us, we also cover the Colorado Raptors here at DNVR. Reporter Colton Strickler is taking you inside the locker room with the DNVR Raptors podcast. And, of course, you can find all of his written content right on the DNBR.com. Be sure to Big news tune there today, too. With the Raptors? I haven't seen Yeah, any. the uh,
2: Infinity Park, where the Raptors um, train and play was named the National Training Center for the uh, U.S. national team.
0: Excellent. So there you go. Some very high-quality rugby coming here to Colorado very soon. (laughs) The the best the United States has to offer. Which, let's be honest, is maybe not the best in the world. It depends.
2: (laughs) It depends on if they're doing sevens or not because the the sevens team is super good and the other team is less good. So we'll see.
0: Either way, if you're in the States, it's not going to get any better than that for you. So be sure <laughs> to tune in. Uh, they also do live watch alongs every weekend of Raptors games in the past. If you want to get a feel for things, Colton has 101 pods to break down the basics of the game for you as well if you're just getting into it. So if you want to help support us, be sure to go follow DNVR Raptors on Twitter and give rugby a shot. We are out of here for the day. We will be back tomorrow. Wednesday one of the two with another guest covering the Anaheim Ducks and that one's pre-recorded so I guarantee we know you know that one's already good sorry uh, until then we'll talk to you later Avalanche